welcome, welcome to another session of Pipelines Through the Gram. So today, we have a special guest named by Obino. He'll be coming on live. Um, a brief about Obino. Um, he is uh, a young Nigerian. He went to school in Nigeria, did medical school in Nigeria. I have a lot of people who have a lot of people who, you know, been asking me about, you know, making their way from Nigeria, you know, to the United States um, and becoming residents and things like that. Some people feel that um, it's very difficult or they don't know how or which ways to go about it. And Obino is a great individual who I've gotten to know. Um, and he's going to come on today. We're going to ask him a lot of questions. You guys can also, you know, share questions. Um, this is an exercise that we do every Wednesday. Um, and, you know, let's get it going. Obino's here, and we're going to talk. Man. It's up to date. You know, my week, Obino's here. Can you see me? I can see you. Oh, okay. I can see, Hi. I can see you, you know, and your whole new hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> My vacation hairstyle. Your vacation hairstyle. How's your vacation, man? It's been lovely, man. I'm I'm re getting re-energized to get back. Getting re-energized to get back. You ready to get back to work, yeah. huh? Yeah. So uh, tell us a little briefly about yourself. Okay. Uh, everyone, my real name is Obi now, but everyone calls me Biden. Oh, Biden. <laughs> that has kind of replaced my name. Even my parent, my mom, my siblings—that's what they call me. So yeah. I'll just leave it at Obino. So I'm from Nigeria. I'm Igbo from Imo State. Um, I went to med school in Nigeria, Nnamdi Zikiwe University mm -hmm. um, in Anambra State. And um, our medical school was in Nnewi. For those who are conversant with that area, uh, medicine is, is like yeah, for those who know it's like six years. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to how it is here in the United States. So you go straight out of high school, six years, and then you do your housemanship, do your youth service. If you're interested in residency, you have to write an exam called the primaries. I did all that. I, Don't work. Can, 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 let's, let's move slow. Let's move slow. So, okay. so, so people can follow, follow, follow. You understand? All right. So you, you, you did all that. So tell us, you know, in detail about schooling in Nigeria. Um, okay. and, and why you chose medicine out of everything you could have done. Okay. So, uh, I would say, okay, for, for medicine in Nigeria, uh, like I said earlier on, it's, it's a six-year program. You go straight out of high school. Uh, what else again? And then when you're done, you do a housemanship and then an NYC. Now, coming to the medical school uh, proper, um, Compared to the United States, it's, it's a bit rougher. You know, I tell my medical students a lot of times, you know, you guys have it at standard temperature and pressure, you know, unlike in Nigeria. Uh, it's a little bit different um, in the sense that you do a lot of study, like a lot. You know, you don't have access to, you just have the luxury of the internet you do have here. You don't have access to the luxury of computers. And it's more like bedside, okay? As compared to the United States, we're like we're always typing on the computer, you know, it's more like, you know, 
bedside teaching. When I say bedside, it's real bedside. And I thought, because you don't have access to the CT scans and all that, I mean, not that they're not available, but they're not as accessible as they are here in the United States. You have to be on point with your clinical skills, man. Your clinical skills have to be like on point. Bedside manners. You cannot just examine a patient on the left side of the bed. You have to be on the right side. You have to, you know. So those are the things I would say. And also, um, with respect to the teaching, uh, the, 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 the attendees or consultants, as we call them, are, are not as nice as we have them here. They're very tough. Like, when they come for rounds, it's business. You know, it's real business. Um, what else? Then you also have the issues with, you know, patients and uh, I would say, like, uh, in terms of, like, patients, when comparing patients here in the United States and back home, there are a lot of factors affect healthcare in Nigeria in terms of, um, you know, uh, finances. We don't have insurance as you have them back home. So I would say finances is something that affects healthcare uh, back home. And, um, I mean, unless there are specifics you want me to, to talk about. Uh, well, I want to delve. We, we, yeah, we have time in this session to, you know, give people a good value, you know, so they can get a good perspective. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I remember, uh, you know, before my dad passed, when I was having difficulty um, getting to medical school, he had even suggested for me to go and do medicine in Nigeria so I can be managing things at home. So, you know, you know, roughly, it was a, it seems like a backwards thing coming from here. But as you say, you know, you get good, adequate, you know, uh, training. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the education I got in Nigeria for anything. If not for anything, you gave me with the mindset to withstand pressure, okay? To withstand pressure. I wouldn't trade that. I'm not, it's not a perfect, you know, just like America is not perfect, you know. Uh, one of the things he does, he did for me is, you know, it cultivate. I mean, it, it, um, maybe build the culture of study. Man, if you went to like the medical school, like, if I Nigeria in general, mm -hmm. and the style of exams is completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, here in the United States, you just come for rotations, you follow the residents all around, and then you write your shelf, and then you write your USMLE. And then, you know, do research, try to make your grades look fine and all that. It's completely different in Nigeria. Now, let me put it this way. So, in the first three years, you do your anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry. And then you're going to take an exam. Uh, we call uh, the, 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 the degree is MBBS. So, our exams are called MB. If M you, if oh, MBBS. What does MBBS stand for? So, it's Bachelor in Medicine, Bachelor in Surgery. Wow. Okay. So... So we call our exams MB. So you have the second MB, third MB, fourth MB, and the fifth is the final MB. So the second, so the exam is like this. For the preclinical aspect of it, uh, you have uh, you're gonna write what we call. You go, we write a lot of essays. So you're going to write uh, the MCQs. You're gonna write the essays, and then you're gonna do a practical exam, and then you're gonna do what they call a viva. So what happens? I'll, I'll what is the I'm gonna touch one okay. all, all of them. Okay. So for our MCQs, our MCQs are like your multiple MCQ means multiple choice questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they put a, a question. Let's say they say. Let me give you an example. Uh, they say sickle cell disease. A. It's a type of hemolytic anemia. B. 
there's a tra- uh, what's it called? Uh, translocation of lysine to arginine. That, those kind of things. Okay, okay. Then you're supposed to pick true or false beside each one, mm. right? Okay, I was talking. If, if you miss one, you you you, you lose zero point five from the one you got. Mm. So it's called negative marking. So wow. That's, that's that's a that's a very so you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful when you pick your answers. Okay. So that's the MCQ plan. The essay you're gonna tell you to write on something, and then you do the practical. Let's say for anatomy, they think it's an anatomy anatomy lab. They could take a pin and pin the radial nerve, and then twist the arm like this. Of so you course. Have to the radial nerve. Of and course. Then and there's a bell for each step. Like if they ring a bell, it's like OSCE. That's what they. That's that's how uh, they did it. That's how they manipulated and obscured the images in anatomy practical in Grenada. And 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 these are not like in America here where they use like uh, mannequins. These are real cadavers, mm-hmm. real cadavers. You know. So then you now come to the viva. That's the funny part. So the viva is they bring in an examiner from another school. Mm. You don't know who this examiner is. So it's like a round table. They sit down with your examiner. You're on the other side of the table. Then they fire you questions. You don't know where this question is coming from. I, I, I'll give you an example. I can remember my anatomy vibe. One of the questions was, the guy threw a question at me. He's like, describe the pharyngeal arches. Right. That's embryology, <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know if you remember embryology. Yeah, pharyngeal I remember arches, it. Where, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, that's like how the head and neck forms. You exactly. have the pharyngeal arches, the pouches, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're how... There are like five of them, if I remember, six it of skips. them. And I think the it five. skips because one of the six... The, five, think, the fifth one, I think, disappears. One of them like is that. obliterated, the arch. Exactly. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. And then they have an extension to the formation of the, the tongue and how it goes down to the thyroid. And if you trace all those parts, you see that it, it helps you like know like when somebody has like, like a thyroglossosis or like a lingual thyroid, you mm-hmm. know, those things. So you, you, one of the things going to medical school in Nigeria does for you is that man, you gotta know the stuff, man. You got and now they kick people out at every point, especially the second MBBS. Like I can remember, we we're like three hundred or something. They reduced the class to two hundred. Right. You know, people fail out for different reasons. If you were sick and you didn't sit for the exam, they kick you out. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So it was very tough. So you, you do the same thing in your fourth year for the third MBBS, that's pathology and pharmacology. Uh, and then when you now come to the clinical class, that is where the game changes. It's not about how smart you are because you can fill the exam, you know. Now, the clinical exam is done in this way. Uh, for those joining us, we're gonna, I'm going to take questions. I'm just, you know, describing, mm-hmm. you know. So in the clinical exam, uh, for your fifth year, take... Uh, in my school, you take pediatrics and obstetrics and gynecology. Obstetrics and gynecology, when I was in med school, was a piece of cake because they taught it so well. It was interesting. But pediatrics was where the was hard. You know, anybody who went to school in Nigeria will testify to this. So what happens is the, the MCQs, the theory, you, you, you study, you pass the exam, but you come to the clinical exam. So the clinical exam, if you fail any part of the clinical exam, you fail that whole exam. So what happens? We have two parts of it, the long case and the short case. So in the long case, they're going to give you a case. I'm going to use mine as an example, pediatrics. They give you a case. I got a patient, a, a little baby with um, 
the hydro hydrocephalus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, they, they just give you the long case. So you to, you to, you to take the history. You have a fifth, uh, I think one hour, 45 minutes or so to take the history, examine that patient, and then wait for your external examiner or internal examiner, whoever it is. So I, I examined this baby. Even the mother, at time, the mothers at times, they are really, they, they may not be willing to give you the history. So you would even sometimes have to give them like an incentive. Maybe give them orange juice or something. Please just let me get the history. So eventually you get the history. That's the long case. Then they come to examine because it's long. It's 45 minutes. Then they, you know, they come. I can remember that time they came and they asked me, uh, then you have to present the case. Now in Nigeria, Presenting of cases, it has a style. If you miss any style, you know, <laughs> you're like, okay, I present this, uh, whatever, 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 child, this, 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 this. And the man stops me from there, like, you said this child has a, a big head and, and uh, it would, and also at the back, tied two signs, what is it? And I'm like thinking, okay, I remember, I remember an uh, Okiari malformation, something like that, you know, when I say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. Okay, well, yeah, go to the side, okay? Hello. Go, go, go and watch your cartoon. Hello. Hello. Hello, little guy. Muna, go, okay, please. That's Albino's daughter, Muna. Yeah, that's my little girl. Uh, so, back to what I was saying. Uh, so, the long case. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go out buy you something, okay? Yeah. yeah. Close the door for me. I think my chocolate like you. Okay. Close the door. So, like I said, the long case, you know, they ask me all those questions, and then finally you escape the long case, then you come to the short case. The short case can take any form. It could be demonstrate an abdominal exam. They, they hand you a normal saline infusion. Tell you, tell me about this normal saline. What are the contents? Uh, you know, different things. So it's short, it's 25 minutes. So you score 100 for 100 is the high, is the, it's over 100 for the long case and short case is 50. Now, we do what we call close marking system. You cannot get above 60 and you cannot get below 20. You can, you know, it's, so the Nigerian system is, is so tough in the sense that nobody gives you that luxury to flourish, like to get the 100 over 100. Mm. It's impossible. You know, unless you are like, you know, even if you are up there, up there, they still have a way to, you know, and that's why you see a lot of people when they move over here, you see them just flourish, like, you're like, how did they? So that's how that happened. Now, the, 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 the clinical exam, you know, the thing, the thing I have against it is that it's subjective. I may be an examiner and I don't like, you know, maybe I see this student who doesn't come around. And uh, you know, you may fail that exam. You see, I know many many intelligent students who who failed all these exams. Not that they were, not that they didn't know what they were doing, but it's just they just didn't get lucky. So the, one of the things I have against the med school in Nigeria is the marking system. It doesn't give students the room to to flourish mm-hmm. as they would have. Uh, what else again? Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have all these people who are, like right now, currently in Nigeria, you have people who, you know, are finishing school and, you know, having, 
you know, problems with, you know, schools being on strike and things like that. And, uh, you know, what what number can you give us of people who finish medical school in Nigeria and actually go into practice? So I, I, I don't have a, stat, a statistical figure because we don't do research like that. It's not like here where you give, you know. But what I would say is when you talk about strike, I was very lucky. The school I went to pulled out of ASU. ASU is like the Association of Nigerian Universities. So they pulled out of ASU when I started. So we never experienced a strike throughout my my medical school, I, I got lucky. Lucky. Um, so in terms of practice, as the day goes by, things change. You know, things change. A lot of factors affect practicing in Nigeria. People want to go into residency, but we all know that getting a position in Nigeria is hard. You need to know somebody. Like, my little brother is also a medical student. He just finished. He's doing his housemanship right now. I know what it, what it took us for him to get, you know, he went for interviews up here, up there. This were like this is somebody who finished as one of the best in his school. And normally, my time when you finish as the best in your school, you have you have like a guaranteed position, and then you have to beg. And you see him is begging for a position. That's somebody. Somebody says something. Sir, you're lucky, man. Esu wasn't kind for us, and it, it brought. It, it reminds me because Esu is an Enugu. Yes, I know. Esu is Enugu, and that was the that was the place I passed exactly. I passed there all the time. So when I seen this this institution, and this was uh twenty uh thirteen, and my dad was trying to encourage me, I saw the institution. I said, "No way, <laughs> no way." <laughs> well, well, it's not really. I mean, institution is not really. It's not really the thing. I mean, it's what goes in in there. Like, I'm very proud of the school I went to. Very, very proud. Like, a lot of us are here in the U.S. doing well. Like. You know, a handful of us. Um, so it's not just, and even those of us back in Nigeria are doing very well. So I'm, I'm always in touch with my friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, hey, one of my one of my colleagues just joined America. We, we work together in Nigeria. Really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, one of the factors that affects things in Nigeria is the syndrome of man no man. You know, uh, the syndrome of someone is saying or don't speak Igbo. We'll come to that. <laughs> So the syndrome of man no man affects, uh, I, I said that before, Namde Azikiwe University mm -hmm. um, in Anambra State, um, Unisic as they call it, but my medical school was in Newi, so the Newi campus. So uh, the man no man syndrome, is, it affects people going into practice. And that's why you see right now, and also the fact that they don't pay doctors well, uh, it's, it's, it's leading to the, what is going on right now, the current trend of uh, mass exodus, people are leaving. So I'm going to talk about my journey to coming to the United States. I see some people are asking. Uh, so what is okay, go ahead. Okay. Talk about that journey. Okay, no, no. I'll let you moderate. Just ask me the question. Where are you? Well, no, you tell you tell them, and we'll dive into the standard questions. This is your okay. part of briefing us. Okay, so, uh, you know, I would say... That affects healthcare. I mean, practice and all that. And uh, not in any way to put my country down. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to say is, you know, a lot of things go on in the practice. You know, in the hospital. Like I walk in through the hospital here um, in the U.S. and uh, I'm like, I'm budging my friend who we went to. You know, who we who's also from Nigeria. And I'm like, man. How do patients, how are patients surviving when we were back home? Because like here, you're doing labs 
every day. Like, every day here. Like, I need a CT scan. Like, I'm working in the emergency room. I need a CT scan right now. They're wasting time. I'm pushing the patient back into this, into the radiology room and getting the CT done. I'm calling the radiologist to read it for me right now. Let's say I have a patient, like, let me use it. I, I, I like to use stroke as an example. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, the nurse calls you, like, oh, Dog, that patient suddenly cannot move his hand and you're like, or face, whatever. And you're like, okay, let's get a seat. You know, first things first, you know, you examine the patient, blah, blah, blah. We, we need to do a CT start. You understand? You call radiology. Ah, please, I need, a, I, need, I need a CT start right now. Okay, transport is going to be delayed. Can you bring the patient down yourself? Like, yes, I'm going to bring the patient down. I push the patient down. The CT is done. We see the results. If there's a if there's a hemorrhage or an emboli, you know, if, 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 it's, if it's hemorrhagic, we are, we are trying to call the people who are going to, like, call the stroke team, whatever. Things are, getting, are, are being done, you know, immediately. So, uh, I, I, that, that, that's something that, you know, affects, you know, healthcare in our country. It's not like the potential is not there. Nigerian doctors, I will tell you, when it comes to being book smart, very book smart. Mm -hmm. That. I can say that any day, any time. But in terms of the tools to walk, yes, uh, that 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 puts a, a little strain on 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 how much they could do. So so when you were there, like you know, just how was uh you know obviously electricity and having light was never an issue. My dad always you know let me know that you know, as long as you have candle, you can read. But like knowing oh, how I things did. are now, taking no, I, I had I, you know I had not to. Not to snitch on myself, but there was a time in med school, like, I was reading with a candle, and I slept off. And this thing burnt my rug, like, burnt it. The only yeah. thing that woke was I started choking, and I'm like, whoa. And then I woke up. Thank God, everything wasn't, it was just like smoke. You know, I went through all that, you know. Those are the things that made us strong, man. That makes us strong today. And then how were you able to manage to, you know, do, you know, questions on, you know, you oh, okay. questions no, okay. and things so, like that. the part of the USMLE, you know, for me to talk about it, I, I will talk about, like, what led me to the journey of USMLE. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So let's get, let's, let's, let's start. School, went, so if you know where my medical school is, my medical school is in Navy. So we have a, a, a campus called Okofia. For those who don't speak Hebrew, Okofia means thick forest. Thick forest, that's where, that's how it's Hold on, you know, the, you know, there's a masquerade called Ajofia from Inewi. Man, this place is Okofia. For those who know Inewi very well, Okofia mm. was. Man, well, as I say Okofia, put smiles on my face because I remember those days, man. We went through a whole lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, all is well. That's we what the... That's, all the stories in one that, day. That, right? Exactly. That's... That's essentially why the journey, you know, is 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 important, and you you're able to tell it, and it's encouraging to other people who are, you know, trying to make the same journey, and it's possible. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. There was a day I was sick that time, so my mom came to stay with me uh, in school, and uh, I wanted her to because in school there, if you, if you don't read a day, you feel like you didn't do anything. Exactly. You feel like you didn't do anything. I mean, it's not like now we are we are big boys like can go a day without really True. Like, okay, you know. But those days, man, you know. So I give my mother my textbook. I think it was anatomy of his anatomy, yes. And I was like, Mommy, okay, read it out to me while I listen. And she's murdering the medical words. Like she's murdering everything. Let's say she wants to pronounce maybe uh, uh 
Omental Bursa. She's like Omental calling Bursa. it some funny name. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the main important question is, why did you choose medicine? Okay. So, I mean, I would, I would say I chose medicine because I, I first I would start, I was, I'm not like the people who would come and say, oh, it, it was sung into my head from being a kid, you know? As a, a kid, even as early as five, my parents already started calling me, oh, doctor, doctor. And then as I, I'm growing, I'm seeing, like, you know, how helpful uh, the profession is. And I would say that's what brought me, like, into the field, you know. I didn't have, like, I wouldn't say I had, like, oh, baby, you know how some people say, oh, maybe this uncle had cancer and all that. But that, that, it was just, like, something I, you know, I grew into, it was even a time we lived in the hospital premises, you know, all that put together. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of people, you know, these days, you know, uh, you know, our parents are, you know, great advocates and us do excellent work. And how do you feel that, you know, having to already implement that or, you know, imprint that in a, in a child's mind, how, how important is that? Or do you feel like that's a force? So, what I'm gonna even like if it affects that child when you start. Early. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just feel like you know it's a high expectation. Maybe that's not what they you know want to do and things like that. So someone said, uh, "Lord, as soon as they realize you are smart, medicine because that's that's how Nigerian parents think, you know." But what I would say is, I mean, you, you as a parent, I'm a parent, so as much as possible, you try to like uh, uh, inspire your kids. Uh, you know, show them options. But for my generation, for my style of parenting, I mean, you follow me, you see my style. So, I, 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 my goal is to expose my kids to everything. If you want to be a doctor, that's your and you. But I'm not gonna like put it like an endoscope under your throat. Uh, you know, it must be this. No, you know, it's not. It's not that. So I'm gonna let you like. In expose you to different things and that's one of the mistakes i see a lot of uh, parents made and it's not i mean it's not their fault i wouldn't blame them they, they always think like every child has to like be books not every child is gonna be book smart like that if you if you have a child who's not that book smart find out something they like and and let them flourish in that it could be sports it could be singing it could be dancing you know it could be any of those things mm -hmm. you know it's not just oh if you're not book smart then you know, you become the hated child of the family. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it plays a role. Parents, you know, singing it into the child, it plays a role. It has an influence. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, you know, you've kind of gave us an overview about your educational background, having, you know, schooled in Nigeria and things like that. And you touched upon some hardship. Can you pinpoint certain hardships that you faced even leaving that aspect of the journey then transferring to the United States and what hardships have you faced leading to the point as a resident? You mean the hardships I faced from moving to America? Or yeah, America? just, yeah, just, you, you know. Okay, so uh, this would make me talk about my journey through the U.S. Uh, I, I would say I'm, I'm watching, you know, I, I'm not going to come here to like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I would say I'm, I'm fortunate in a way. So while I was in final year of my fifth year of med school, my school started this program, exchange program, where people were sent to the United States to come and have a rotation. Your voice uh, is your voice is low. Speak, speak into the. 
while I was in final year, uh, 50 of med school or so, my school started a program, an exchange program, where students came to New York to do a rotation. I participated in that rotation, okay? It was for 10 weeks in Brooklyn, here in Brooklyn, okay? So... What hospital was, in Brooklyn? It was like a, a super survive or something I, 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 like that. I went to Brooklyn Hospital. I went to Methodist, Kingsbrook. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some clinics. Uh, that was it. You know, you know, it was for 10 weeks. So... Right from time, I've always been the person who wanted to come to the United States, okay? So that was like, I, when the opportunity came, you know, it sealed the deal for me. Like, that was when I started having, like, okay, I wanted, this is it for me. Because I got exposed to seeing things differently. I, I, I was really, what, one of the things I also admired was the way, the relationship we had with the attendants here. As opposed to back home, man, who are you to come close to your, your, your lecturer? It's impossible. And I had I had this um, chairman of surgery in Brooklyn Hospital at that time, who was my friend. He dropped me off at the airport. Like, I'm like, really? Damn. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, and then seeing other aspects, how things were being done. I, I wanted a piece of the pie. So, I, I got all the material that I needed, and then I went back home. Um, so, uh, I, I, I didn't start immediately. I didn't start immediately studying. Because I had to go finish med school, graduate, do my housemanship, you know, deal with other personal stuff. Did oh, so, so you came here, got exposed, then went back? Yes, I went back to graduate. Okay? So that was for 10, 10 weeks. is two months for two weeks, yeah. And then I went back. And also... Um, so when when you did that here, you were able to gather, like, letters of recommendation, things no, like no, that? No, no, I didn't do letters of recommendation. I, I knew people. Mm. You know, no, I'm saying I, while you were rotating in Brooklyn, Kingsbrook, yes, exactly. did I, you get letters of recommendation? I mean, I got one, but I wasn't. It wasn't gonna be like useful at that okay, time. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I, I had to go back, and then, uh, you know, and then I start. So I didn't start immediately. Okay, I I didn't start immediately. Um, and uh, I did my housemanship. Like I said, one of my colleagues is online, Chukudi. I'm like, what is it, Chukudebe, Lisa? So at that time, I would always tell them, like, you know, this is what I wanted to do. But I didn't really have the push. It was, uh, I would say, I wouldn't go into detail in, in this one, but I will just say it was not until I started talking to my wife at that time, then I'm like, okay, my destination is here in the U.S. I got to, like, now it's time. So at the tail end of my housemanship, um, I started studying. You know, my wife would help me with, like, then my girlfriend to help me with materials and all stuff. Because uh, she had been through the process at that time. She was, she was finishing med school, so she's done all the USMLEs. Oh, so, so your wife is also a physician? Yeah. Please. So, you know, so that that's why I said I, I, I'm a bit lucky in the sense that I have, like, I had support, you know, from all angles, friends who have been through the process, me coming here family members who are who are also physicians too so i kind of like you know so but that does that didn't mean that it was gonna be easy for me hello yes you're freezing i'm freezing yeah so but that that didn't mean like it was gonna be easy for me it's mm -hmm. not gonna be even if your father is the program director <laughs> america doesn't care so 
had to like, uh, are you are you online? Yeah, I'm here. You can't okay, see so me. I had to like work hard. So the whole of my NYSC was for exams. You know, step one, and then I came back. I came here to take CS. Went back for CK. You know, I had, I had bumps here and there, but you know that resolved to like, you know, keep studying, keep studying, you know, keep studying, and. Uh, right before I left Nigeria, because after my wedding, I had to stay six months to to tidy all my stuff. Because the plan was this: my own plan. This is my plan, which is which I'm still gonna talk about, like my advice. Yeah. All right, now you back. Okay. So I was saying the last six months of my stay in Nigeria was like the the man. I had to fight because I got accepted into residency in Nigeria, and then when it was time for me to start, they took my name off, like. For no reason. That's that syndrome of man no man in Nigeria. And I'm like, wow. There was nothing I could do. They were like, oh, you have to wait for six months. No explanation. So I had to like use my last energy to study, like, you know. And uh <laughs> it was crazy, man. I, I, I gave it all. Like, cause now we don't have a, a USMLE center in Nigeria. We have to go to Ghana to write the exam. So wow. I went to Ghana twice. Wow. So uh, a lot of people see you putting on the stethoscope. We've been through a whole lot, man. I went to Ghana two times. That's why if I talk about Ghanaian jollof, Ghanaians should like respect <laughs> me when I say that jollof is trash. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I went to Ghana twice. So those that, that in that period, you know, I lost two people, two people, family close family members who were who if they were in the US now, they're not they wouldn't have died, you know. They they, they I lost them in the hospital. I was supposed to be walking. Um and then coupled with this hope taking my name off. So I had to keep my whole energy, man. The day my result came out, the next day I was on the plane to the US and that was it. I became an an American from that day. So Speaking of the challenges you face, uh, for people who are interested in who are Nigerian trend, number one, you may you may have the challenge of not having somebody to inspire, That's you know, like know, not having somebody who has gone through the journey to tell you what to do. Because you could be smart, but if you don't follow the the pattern, you don't you're not using those Kaplan first aid. I because I've had people who, I've coached a lot of people to write the exam, not coaching them as to what to read, like, guide them. I've had people where I would say, you're not ready for this exam. Don't go. And they go and they fail. And then they come back. And I'm like, I mean, trust me, no matter how smart you are, you may be smarter than me, but I've been through the process. I've, I've been through it in all ramifications. You understand? And so you need to have somebody to guide. You need, so you need a guide to guide you, you know, every step. If you're taking the MBMEs, and he's still like he's shaking, shaking like this. Exactly. Somebody will tell, tell you, "Oh man, you're not ready. Take a little break." It's not really, a, you know, just take a break. Um, so you have that challenge. I I always tell people if you're based in Nigeria, it, the wise thing to do is to write those exams in Nigeria before coming here. I will tell it to anybody any day. That's my style. I'm not. I mean, it doesn't mean that people who come here don't pass. You understand but i'll tell you why this was an advice my cousin who is an er physician in houston told me and i and i took it 
And, you know, uh, when you're in Nigeria, let's give you an instance. I mean, you're going to suffer, you're, you're going to uh, have the challenge of light, internet. But if you're able to overcome those challenges that you see down there, the reason is, let's, say, let's look at house rents. Let's say you pay, you pay 1600 here, maybe 1500 1200 whatever for, 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 for house rent. You're paying every month. In Nigeria, just pay for one year and you just sit down. You don't have to be paying light bill and all those things, you know, those little, little things. So what I'm saying is that the life here is very stressful, very stressful. It's not everybody who will have, like, that support. You understand? Not saying that there are people who don't have that support. I enjoy a lot of support. I'm not going to lie. But not everybody is going to. So if you can sit in Nigeria, work hard and take your step one at least. If you can take step two, seek it. So when you come here, all you're doing is maybe CS, doing observerships, trying to get letters and stuff. Okay? You know? Um, so that's it. What would you say? What would you say is the benefit? Why are you encouraging them to write it there? Would you say it's because they could be more focused and studying, or what? I think I, that's me. I think I, I think I, I think I was more focused, but yeah, I would have been alright. I'm focused more in Nigeria because, man, if you are, if you are down, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm man. telling you. So I'm paying eight thousand naira to buy MTM bundle right now. Right. Eight thousand naira for one month of bundle. <laughs> if I open YouTube, it, it finishes. Why am I going to be opening YouTube to watch what? But I'm here in America. I'm doing Instagram like YouTube. I can just get distracted and watch YouTube. I'm Facebook every time. That's true. You know, so you 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 don't you don't waste your money. That's you true. Have, you understand? Okay. So the life here is hard. You come in here, maybe you are an F1 student. Visa is like you know people don't know about visa. There are people who are writing US. They don't even know that visa is an issue. Some people don't have green cards. They are F1 students. They are this. You have to, you know, you have to get your stay. So a lot of people come here, and then maybe they lose focus on writing the exam. They now want to get their stay. You know, maybe they go into, maybe they meet someone they like, and then mm. they become, you know, you now start to get married, get your stay, and all that. And that distracts you. Before you know it, two years is gone. Three years is gone. Then you now have the key. Four years is gone. <laughs> Cause I mean, if you if you probably are married, you're not going to be playing now. That so, is true. You know. So so, so what those you... are the challenges mm -hmm. you face when you come here. But if you're able to surmount those challenges, good. I'm just saying, like in general, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you can, if you can, because this is this is the 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 advice that I what's this one saying. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it, it's what it will still come to the positive side. Okay? Exactly. So uh so these are the this is the advice I normally give to people. But if you eventually find it here, all I will advise you is try as much as you can to be focused. Focus on that exam. Mm -hmm. That exam is like your key, man. You know. Get yourself situated in terms of exams. And then other things will fall in place. Other things will fall in place. What sacrifices what sacrifices do you feel like you made? in the pursuit of medicine? Oh man, a lot of sacrifices, man. I, I lost my life. Like back in the day, it's not like now that man, like I said, we are, we're able to marry things. I lost my life in the sense that 
my friends. Like, like back in medical school, I had a triangular movement. House, library, church. House, library, church. You know, friends. I lost a lot of friends. Like, you know, I don't, friends who were not in medicine who probably didn't understand what I was going through. Uh, I wasn't keep, like, I remember friends who would tell me, once you start now, you're going to forget us. I'm like, it's impossible. You know, I forgot all this. And I deprived myself of a lot of things. You know mm-hmm. how, like, for me personally, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of things young people do that I never did, you know, do, do back in the day. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying people, it's, it's bad, but the first time I ever went to a nightclub was as a house officer. <laughs> That's after med school. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, those were the things. And also, like, in the pursuit of coming to the U.S., my whole NYSC was for USMLE. Like, you know how NYC people are enjoying doing this? I didn't have that. A lot of people say, oh, that was a serious doctor. But they didn't know, like, in my room, I was cooking myself. Like, mm-hmm. cooking myself deep, man. Studying. You know, you know, you know the USMLE. You've done it, so. And then, like, with the challenges I had, like, as a Nigerian in Nigeria, no light, no this, no that. You wanted to get out of that place. You know, so, uh, like today, I was looking for some inspiration. So, I, I have this old laptop where I put all my pictures when I was taking I my I saw time. that, I saw it. Yeah, and I'm flipping through them, and I'm like, wow, man, did I really do this? Hey. Like, when I went to Nigeria in 2016, I have this box where I all my jottings in step one, and I'm looking at this, like, I call my mom, like, did I really study all these things? And she, and we're both laughing about it. So those are the sacrifices I, I, you know, I made. I'm so for, like I said, for people who are coming from Nigeria, these are the things you have to look for. You need to get them. And then there's something also that people may not really talk about. Finance. USML is not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap at all. You know, I, I, I'm sorry to say this, you know, in my sound house. If, if you have money and you're not ready to spend money, forget it. If you don't have money, you have to go and look for money. Because those books are expensive. The question banks are expensive. The MBME, you know, you have to do one, do another one, do another one. So financial financial sacrifices too, you know, is something that you know you, you have to open up your mind. And you also have to know that, you know, it's a game of I don't know how to use it. It's that you're going to face a lot of challenges. The reason mm-hmm. being that you didn't go to school here, so you are you are you are racing. You're, you're competing with people from all over the world exactly. who are not Americans. Yeah, you're competing, with, you're competing with Americans who school in the Caribbean. You understand? Uh, you know, so those things. So, uh, so. What? How did you? How did you keep yourself motivated? Back home. Back home, and even currently here. Okay. So, for for back home, I knew what. Sorry, I have to. Talk. So I knew what was what I was up against, in the sense that. Can I talk now? Yeah, yeah. I'll meet you there. So I knew what I was up against. You know, I knew the man like. Like, my step one was like, I didn't get money from anybody. It wasn't like I took my dad's money or anything. It was my salary. Like, <laughs> I went to put my money to pay for it. And I'm like, no, I'm an Igbo man. We don't, we don't lose money like that. So, 
that was my one of my motivations. I mean, and also here, you know, looking at the journey at the end, looking at how far you you've been, you've come through, looking at your family and all the expectations. And those are the things that you know motivate me. And, and my situation is different right now. It's not like back then when I was single and I could do anything I wanted. You know, like now I have responsibilities and. You know, those are the things that it's not easy. Uh, you stay motivated. And then when you eventually get into residency here, yeah, you're still going to come with challenges of mm-hmm. work. You're not, you're not, you're used to writing notes. Here in America, you have to type. You need to be fast typing. You need to learn, you know, the, the terminologies, the names of the medication, how things are being done. In fact, your first few months is not even going to be the academic. It's going to be learning the system. You know, learning the system is going to be something you would have to deal with. Uh, so, uh, those are the things. Uh, so let's ask. Let me get a little bit more into what you're doing currently. Okay. Yeah. So you're 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 about to be your final year of residency. Yeah. So I'm I'm in internal medicine for for those who are you know I'm in doing my uh, residency. This is a doctor that's doing double duties, take care of his family, got to put his put his daughter to sleep. Um, so we've got a good, you know, volume of, you know, the point I was trying to make with this interview today was I have a lot of volume of people who ask me um, about, about you know, the journey coming from Nigeria and things like that. You know, I don't have all the answers because, you know, obviously I'm not aware of that system. I mean, I can say what I think I know, but, you know, Obina, Obino. Um, you know, somebody that's been doing many things in the community. I got a chance to know him, um, um, being here out here in Jersey and New York. And I just felt like it's important. He's an important individual. He's a light for those who, um, are trying to make the same journey. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate how tough it is, you know, and it's only a blessing. I mean, as for me, you know, we, we were blessed to win the lottery visa to even come here. So just looking at that alone, like a lot of cracks that you, a lot of things are basically mere cracks through the, you know, through, through, through the hardship, you know, unless you're in a position where your parent um, come from Nigeria, your parents well off and can sponsor you and, you know, take you to the UK or, you know, Ireland or wherever it is to, you know, develop, um, you know, to pursue your dreams, you know, you get that opportunity, but, you know, it's, it's refreshing to hear from a bino. Um, what he's gone through, the system, and, you know, even getting through here. This is somebody who's in New York, he has a family, he's married, um, is, is raising his daughter, and still giving us some comedy and things like that that you guys have been able to experience. You know, I present individuals on here that just like, you know, they're similar, nothing is, um, you know, we're all regular individuals, you know, in the community, concept of pipelines through the gram is to be able to encourage and show you guys there are people you could reach out to for mentorship um that was the vision i figured that you know the time is now to collect right so the time is now to collect and you know 10 years from now this is something that can be can promote for others you know another young person could uh, be looking for mentors and you can find those mentors in the community i just feel like you know, it'll, it'll keep us, um, you know, growing. And, you know, everybody else is doing it. The Jewish people, you know, they keep it tight in their community and they're supplying 
you know, this intellect and this opportunity, the more we talk, the more you hear about individuals, the, the, the more you fight the fear um, that you're not going to um, succeed. You know, the opportunity is there. And when you hear these stories, you know that it's not about what it looks like. You know, you can see somebody wear their white coat and you don't know their story till they unveil it to you. Then you see like anybody, anything is possible. You know, anything is possible. Um, and Albino, I don't even know if myself in that uh, situation can, um, can, 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 can push, you know, see how Nigeria it is. And when you go to Nigeria, even on vacation and stuff like that, you see even two weeks is enough before you decided, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to come back home. Um, you know, some people say, yeah, you know, they, they can stay longer because the more you go back to Nigeria, you see areas where you can, you know, enjoy or Lagos and things like that. But, you know, school system something that we've never faced. And I think the mindset that is developed um, from that system really, really is encouraging because I know a lot of, you know, uncles who are physicians, they'll tell how much, tell me how much they're suffered, you know, suffering, you know, not really true suffering because you desire uh, to go there, but they'll tell you how it's different and why it's important. And you want to, you know, capitalize on the opportunity that you have here in the United States. Um, so, right. I don't know if you guys have any questions. We're still waiting. I'm just trying to, you know, bridge the moment before, you know, while he's putting um, his daughter to sleep. So school system, school system in Nigeria, ultimately, if it doesn't break, you build resilience. Yeah. Wish there was a way out for African brothers and sisters could transcend their intuitive drive to American race and African American. Much needed. What is much needed? What is the difference? So hold on. What's the question? Wish there was a way that our our African brothers and sisters can transcend their intuitive drive to American race African Americans. Much needed. What is the difference? In my opinion. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I like that question because you know I came to the United States in 1998. Um, I had, you know, like everyone else, my father was huge in education and things like that. Brilliant guy. Um, he definitely uh, pushed the envelope at home. You know, we just started, we started studying for like back in Texas, something called SATs. SATs, you don't take that till you get into high school. My dad made us start studying that thing in middle school. Summers, he would be teaching us trigonometry. Yes, I do have a podcast. It's called Pipelines Through the, Pipelines Through the Grant. This, this stuff that we're doing here is extracted and it's going to be there. And then it just keep growing. I have sessions outside of here, but a lot of sessions here is also on there. So anyway, um, somebody's asked me a personal question. I'm going to pin it and I'll finish the other one I'm talking about. So, I mean, I think where we can encourage, you know, just like, let's look at the Black Panther movie, what it did um, to, the, to, the, to everybody um, that just became more culture, like, us exposing ourselves and, you know, if you have a friend that's, you know, African-American, um, he's just right there. It's just the same kind of pep talks your parents give you. You try to take them to the side and more motivate them that way um, and try to light the same fire. You know, if you go to the library, encourage them, hey, let's go get this together. Um, you know, that's just one way that you can encourage. There's a lot of African-Americans who are doing extremely well as well. You know, it's just not, we're not, there's no divide, but we see a lot of, people, you know, not pushing, you know, I think more we expose ourselves, we have media now, 
that it's exposing. It's up to us to go to these middle schools, high schools, and, you know, pull them forward. You know, that's how I believe that can change the status quo. Um, somebody's asking me, without getting too personal, brother, are you taking a year off? No, I'm not taking a year off. That's not, it's never off. We're never off, you know. Um, I'm, I'm grinding. That's like I'm still hustling. Um, and obviously, yeah, if something doesn't happen before July, possible research, if a prelim spot's open up, then, you know, definitely, you know, reapplication is, is the move. We got to get somewhere. But, you know, I'm constantly working, never taking a year off. You know, a year could be doing something, but application opens September, and that's the plan to put one in for that next cycle. How can we resolve the issue of internet so our young youth can see possibility? Before we resolve the issue of internet, we must resolve the issue of, you know, light being taken. You know, <laughs> without light, there's no internet. So internet is just, matter of fact, um, the issue of internet, you can buy um, this mobile Wi-Fi. So I think there's a resolution anyway. You know, you can buy a mobile Wi-Fi. So Nigeria, as long as you have electricity to charge that and you can upload it, you have Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Internet is not a problem in Nigeria, to be quite honest, because that's one thing I realized. You know, you could be in, you could be, um, let me see, you could be, uh, all right, let me see. You could be, um, you know, in the taxi, Kekena Pepe. Or something like that. You have your mobile. You know, that's how I do. I get the MTN or whichever one. That's not really an issue. Um, somebody said, "What is the possibility? What is the probability probability of getting to residence at IMG taking a, taking into consideration that you didn't get to do clerkship while you were in medical school, but you hope to observe ship after graduation?" Well, you know, I'll say that's going to be difficult. Um, but not on. But not you know. Um, impossible, you know, because your clinical years, you know, that's what tells them that you have certain level of clinical acumen, you know, to be able to manage a patient in the United States. That's most important, right? Books and everything is cool, but be having that experience. So you certainly want to get that experience and you certainly want to have somebody give you a letter of recommendation that that can leave you bedside with a patient and they can, you know, without you being supervised, that you're going to be able to deliver, write your notes and be able to follow up that you know the system. So, you know, you're going to have to find a way to prove that. And if you don't have, you know, clerkship that you do, you know what I'm saying, you want to be able to, you know, get something to do within that year. Like observership, as you say, but doing observership um, at a place where you know is going to help you get into the system. If you have a program director, if you know somebody, and that's essentially why we're doing this right here, so that those that don't have access can have access. Um, somebody said electricity has always been a problem, bro, but yes, you can, but how can that be solved? I don't know how electricity can be solved. You know, I'm not in politics, so, you know, it's something that has been in place for the longest. So what do we do? You know, um, there's been many avenues that I've, I've sat to think of in Enugu, we have coal, um, we have coal and we don't use coal anymore. I mean, coal energy, could we use coal energy to get electricity? I don't know. You know, could we use wind and all of that stuff to promote electricity? There's so many things we can do. You know, we just need the equipment and somebody to create a plan. Um, I mean, we see how the politics is and, you know, I'm sure somebody's doing something, but you gotta, you gotta understand that those that are in place that have been making money from being in position 
probably harder for them to sacrifice the money that they're making. That's just what I'm thinking before things can move forward. So, you know, a lot of people have said that we got to move a bunch of people out the way so that we can create the avenue for this, you know, these changes. Integral's closing vibe anymore. That's a, that's, that's an updated information. You know, I'm just saying that was a thought process, you know, that I had. I didn't know if that was, um, cause my dad used to work for Coke Corporation at that time. But, you know, I've, I've processed the possibility of using that. Say, so you don't need to wait for the government to help yourself. Yeah, help yourself, but electricity, how do you do that? How do you do electricity? You have to have a company supplying that. You know I mean, unless you have a, a group of people building a power plant or something like that. But you definitely need government to, pro, you know, to promote such a change. Um, there's many other things you don't need government for, but, you know what I'm saying, you need definitely government for electricity to be constant. Or you just go get, or you just develop a power plant yourself, you know, um, or get a big, um, so... Get a product called MTN Lumens. Is it so okay? Okay, I see that. So anyway, this is gonna ex expire. Sixteen minutes. I mean, sixteen seconds left. So I'm gonna restart this, um, and get back. Hopefully, Obano's ready, um, and we can resume this interview. Um, before you, when you left, I was letting them know, you know, the 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 the, the reason why I I wanted to do this segment with you. Is I the heard fact, everything. Oh, you heard, I heard everything? everything. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. You know, just because uh. Because, uh, you know, you're probably one of the few, you know what I'm saying? You're one of the few that can get out that system and is able to, you know, be here. So we're not going to pitch the idea that, you know, yes, it can be done, but we also want to be realistic and be able oh, to yeah. give you the template that you can use. You know, like, like Obino has mentioned, you know, he has gotten lucky, you know what I mean? And, you know, luck has played a huge part of it. But no, no, no. When I say lucky, in the sense that I say lucky, in the sense that the support system, support system, you know, man. I mean, there's an aspect of luck in the sense that you meet people, people advise you and all that. But you can never be exempted from the hard work that absolutely. Comes with you know, uh, there's somebody who, who joined. I remember when I used to tell her those days, like, oh, don't worry, just apply. You know, to who, who's that? Like, uh let me say hi to her. Linda O. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations to her. She matched. Oh she did. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember those days, you know. Um so I mean there's a lot to talk about with respect to this. Even for people who don't eventually match. You know, I went through all that. So I've I've seen I've seen it I've seen different angles of it, you know. When you don't match, what next do you do? Is that the end of it? Um but for people who haven't taken the exam, especially people from Nigeria or people who have Nigerian origin or people generally, uh, you have to play your part. You know, there are things. You have, I, I, I stratify them into modifiable factors and factors you can change. Um, things that you can modify your, your scores, especially before you take the exam. You need to study how to get a good score. Um, try not to get low scores. Try not to get an attempt. Try. You know, it's not easy. Um, then the other things also, and then when you take your exams, then the exam scores become non-modifiable factors because you can't change them. You can't change it. your scores. So then the other things you can modify now are like your research experience, uh, master's degree. Uh, I, I, as you speak, I'm even I'm I'm still doing my masters because I was doing my masters and I matched. 
and then I took a break. That's masters in public health, and I'm doing it like in beats. You know, I don't want to just throw it away. Um, so all these things come to play a role. But um, in all, for people who are from Nigeria, um, you need to have a mentor. It's important, and you also need to to listen too, <laughs> because a lot of people sometimes, you know, when the mentor is telling them to do this, you know, they still need to like. You know, like you people need to come at like um, compromise at some point. Uh, so the other thing is financial is important, very important, man. And also, you need to link up with your friends. Link up. There are your friends who have gotten into residency. Link up to them. Get ideas. Get you know what they did. Try to know what they did to get them to where they are. Um, if you get interviews. Try to like uh, know the questions that you you could be asked. Um, prepare very well. Um, you know that it's a different environment. Um, one of the things you have to also learn here for somebody come apart from the medicine, you need to learn the system. Like I said, you also need to learn the body language. This society is a society of body language. You know, you may in Nigeria you're not smiling. Um, but it doesn't mean anything. Somebody may look at it, uh, you're not smiling as a sign of you're stressed out. And then you're like, oh, is he stressed out? So you need to learn those things. Um, I saw some people were asking you questions. If you don't mind, I, I would like to take a few questions too, if that's okay, if you have some time. Well, we can take the questions. Let's just finish these questions. Okay. okay right? questions. I mean, we're actually, we're pretty much done. I just want to delve more into you as an individual. So aside, right. from med aside from medicine, right, what else do you do? <laughs> so, I mean, aside from medicine, I'm a, I'm a father. I think I think, I think fatherhood is serious. Uh, I cannot be too busy, like, too busy for my kids. I will always find time, you know. I'm a husband, too. Uh, so family, for me, in general, is, is an important aspect. That's, like, my source of strength. Uh, that's what. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, um, apart from, I also I have I have the talent of acting. So I try to like. So it's part of it. So apart from, you know, I I. I'm an Igbo person, so I, I enjoy promoting the Igbo, Igbo culture with my talent, which is, I've always been acting right from secondary school, even in medical school, I was doing it. It, it wasn't something that, it was something that has always been part of me. So um, I also use that to uh, propagate the Igbo language, also use that to teach people in health-related issues. If you look at some of my skills, they're as funny as they may be. There may also there are some that have like medical messages in there, you know. So I try to use my talent to to bring, you know, give a message out there. And uh, that's it. And and for this is like an advice to people, as much as you know, we are into medicine, you know, it's always good to find something too that you enjoy. Because there's also a life outside the hospital. For sure. Um, if you need a mentor, um, if you check out my website, www.doctorsmessages.com, um, soon I'm going to be having most of these people that come on here. Um, 
you know, there'll be a mentor section and you could reach out to them in various fields. You find pharmacists, dentists, you know, doctors and anybody that in healthcare that can assist you in whichever pathway you want to go. Um, so just be on the lookout today. It'll be coming out this, you know, it'll be updated this summer and it'll be, a, it'll be a thing. Oh, the beneficial part of what? Of medicine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben medicine benefits a lot. I would say, you know, one thing has helped, it has helped me is, um, you know, definitely I feel like I've optimized myself, you know, more than where I was before. And it gave me the ability to think differently, um, you know, be a little bit more confident. And, you know, as an individual, um, being sure of your own body and being conscious of, you know, naturally you as a human, you have to take care of your, of your body. But as a physician, you know certain things and you can, you know, be more preventive of you for yourself and you can educate your environment. And then, you know, obviously, you know, it'll be a good life. Granted, the hours you spend in the hospital, but the income that you get, you know, can take care of you and your family. But just off note, not all medical, not all physicians are well off, you know, because after you start paying back the loans and stuff like that, it takes time. So where's this guy? Because he's giving us issues today. But uh, I think I think so far before we I, 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 we've had a pretty good session, so we'll try to have Obino come on another time you know when he, if he's not too busy and i appreciate all of you guys tuning in today but we've 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 passed the one hour mark and we'll see you guys next next wednesday on pipelines through the ground